When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Going for your first ever run around the park. Literally running errands all over town. Running for the finish line and your personal best. If you run, you're a runner. Find the shoes and clothes to run your way at newbalance.com slash running. New Balance. Run your way. Maisie. Yes, Susie. Guess what I was doing at half past six this morning? What? I got up early to watch the women's football show. Did you actually? I actually did. Susie Ruffle. I love this. I had it with a cup of tea and a digestive and I watched the games over the weekend. Well, the highlights, of course. I couldn't watch all of them back to back at half six. And and did you, you interact? Like, I, I, I would imagine you watching it sort of half six in the morning with a cup of tea, nodding along to the comments. Yes, I was nodding along. In the way that you nod along to the judges' comments on Twitter. <laughs> You know me so well. Great song from Chester. Bringing it back to musicals. Hello, you are listening to Big Kick Energy with the Maisie Adam and me, Susie Ruffle. You're the Susie Ruffle as well. Thank you for saying that, Maisie. I just need someone else to say it, really. I don't think I can refer to myself as the Susie Ruffle. I think that feels tragic. No, I reckon once we get the sponsors for the podcast, we, we could become the Susie and Maisie from Big Kick Energy. Yeah, sure. But I mean, we've got to remember, we are broadcasters. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Big big weekend for you to watch, Suze. Big weekend. Oh, I mean, where should we start? Do you want to start with what happened on Saturday? I mean, hat tricks were happening. Tricks galore. Hat tricks galore. Tricks galore. Should I do the broadcaster voice for, the, for just Saturday? Yes, let's do it. There's only two games to do. The results for Saturday, the 21st of October. Aston Villa 2, Tottenham Hotspur 4. Leicester City 0, Manchester City 1. Very, very exciting, as you say, to witness a hat-trick. Martha Thomas scoring the hat-trick, the first in the WSL this season. And she's she's actually scored now six goals in four games, so is the league's current top scorer. Did, um, did you put Martha Thomas in your fancy team? No, I didn't. I didn't. No, me neither. Do you know what? It's really bad. The reason that I think that I didn't put her in my fantasy team is because she plays for Scotland yeah. on her national team. And so I just wasn't aware of her because of... You hate Scottish the... people. You've always No, said that. I don't. I love Scottish people. I'm a huge fan. I'm doing tour shows in Dundee and Aberdeen. Dundee is selling terribly, I don't mind telling you. But Aberdeen's always sold it's out. because you keep you slagging them off on your podcast, Susie. <laughs> but... Look, all I'm saying is I was more across players whose national teams had gone further in the World Cup. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry, Martha Thomas. Martha Thomas, if you'd like to go see Susie live in Dundee, <laughs> when you're there, Suze, well, uh, check, her, check her website. You go to her. That's the way Susie is with Scottish people. Oh, don't. Maisie, you're not helping my life. It's it, it was amazing though, Martha Thomas getting that hat trick. Uh, she's obviously now at the, the the league's top scorer. Do you know who else is called Marth who had a great week goal scoring? Let me tell you, Marth who plays oh. for Seagulls. 
<laughs> who scored twice, along with Sophie, along with four other people. We got we won seven nil when I was away, Sue. It's almost like you're bringing the team down, isn't it? Wow, I I hadn't thought about it like that, but that's that's really hit hard. A hat trick in the WSL is going to leave you feeling buzzing, isn't it? Do you know who's not who's not buzzing? And I feel so sorry. Villa, they can't catch a break. No, I know. They keep having these amazing starts to games, daily getting a penalty. Yeah. Like, poor Rachel Dent, she must she'll start every game being like, right, this one. And, you know, inevitably gets a goal and she's like, right, here we bloody go. And then whoever they're playing just seems to whip it back. Yeah. I feel really bad for them. Yeah. Spurs looked sort of undeniable, didn't they? They looked so powerful. Does anything special happen? So a hat-trick is three goals, Yes, obviously. I know that. Does anything special happen when you get three goals? Anything special happen? What, like a like a confetti cannon or... Well, I feel like that should happen. But of course, because it's women's football, no one's got the money for that. No one's got the budget. <laughs> also, I'd love it if of all of the differences between us and the men's game, the difference was that, yeah, in the men's, when they get a hat trick, a big confetti cannon goes off. I'd love that. Who doesn't love a bit of camp? No. Do you know what? Nothing really particularly happens, Suze, but maybe it should. Maybe you've got me thinking now. Maybe there should be a... I don't know, a, a dance break, I feel yeah, like, or something. a flash or, mob. Um, a lap of honour. Yeah, a lap of honour would be good. A, a free drink for everyone in the stadium. A, a lap of honour feels like wasting energy when you've already done 90 minutes on the pitch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's why I'm bringing my team down. Is If, if I do score a hat-trick, I then go and get then go and run a, <laughs> run a lap. And they're like, Maisie, you've got cramp now. Yeah, we need to sub you off. Sorry about that. I've just looked it up. Apparently, traditionally, you would get to keep the match ball as a souvenir. Oh, sorry. I th- right. Okay. I thought you meant initially straight after. Yeah. I think of all the people who've got a lot of footballs hanging around, footballers. Yeah. You know, are you that are you that bothered about having yet another football? football? I understand. Like, don't get me wrong. If you score a hat trick in like the World Cup final, you're probably going to want that ball. You're going to want that ball. Yeah. It's a strange one. I actually got to keep the match day ball after that charity match at Chesham United, Susie, because I scored a hat trick in that one. Susie, have you broken? Has Susie frozen? No, no, no. I've just got bored. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> Should we talk about? Oh, uh... Was real commitment to the joke there, Susie? Yeah, I, I froze because you fully kept your expression the same. Yeah, that's the thing. I'll commit. I'll commit. Also, very telling of my uh, headspace that I was like, oh, Susie's frozen. I'm going to have to tell that again. <laughs> tell my great story again. You know when they you know when they swap shirts in bigger matches, oh, yeah. isn't it? When they swap shirts. Do you reckon they keep those? Yeah, I've always wondered this. I reckon on some where you're like, oh, that's, you know, Arsenal playing Man- Manchester United. I reckon Tooney and Alessia Russo are, are, are swapping shirts and, and keeping it because they're good pals. If it's... If it's someone they've given you a right hard time on the pitch, and you go, "Ah, the last thing I want is your smelly shirt." Do you know what I mean? Last thing yeah. I want to do. If if you're coming home and and you, you get back and like, "Oh, how was the game?" And you're fuming. They absolutely annihilated us. And what's worse is they then gave me this shirt that stinks of bo. <laughs> and I've got and I've got to be grateful for it. Yeah, do you think they're washing them? Because I imagine if a fan receives a shirt, they're never washing it. Listen, there's a cost of living crisis. If someone's given me a stinky shirt, I'm not washing it. Really? Well, I'm, as in I'm not keeping it. Oh, right, okay. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd, I'd swap shirts and then and then go straight into the changing rooms and put it in the wash bin. Better than the actual bin. I do not want that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Should we talk about Chloe Kelly? Oh, yes. Had a lovely girl. Yes. 
bit unfortunate was that the Leicester City keeper it sort of slipped through her fingers, but it sort of gives you oh, it's a howler. It gives you an idea to the power behind Chloe Kelly, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Do you remember that one in the World Cup where it's like the, it was faster <gasps> than any get yes. any goal scored in the Premier League? Oh, I forgot so about that. Yeah, she done half whack it. Does our Chloe? Yeah, and. Leicester, I mean, I remember at the beginning of this series, Leicester won. And you said something like, yeah, but you can't really trust who's at the top of the table right at the beginning because no one's really got going. But Leicester are having, I mean, I know they lost, but only 1-0. Yeah. They are having an absolutely smashing time. Yeah, only 1-0 and to the team that are now top of the WSL and are yes. unbeaten. So Leicester have still absolutely had a dreamy start to the season. Good for the Foxes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to recap Sunday's games. Match results for Sunday the 22nd of October. Everton nil, Manchester United five. Chelsea four, Brighton and Hove two. Oh, <laughs> West Ham United one, Liverpool one. And Bristol City one, Arsenal two. Oh, yeah, let's get it. Let's get into it. Man United had an absolute corker, didn't they? Everton just, oh. they couldn't keep up. Yeah. It, it was, it was, they had a shocker, did Everton? Yeah, they really did. It was a mixture of Everton had a shocker and, and Manchester United looked absolutely fantastic. Nikita Paris and Rachel Williams each scoring two goals for United and Melvin Mallard also scored. They're also unbeaten in the WSL. But the game I'm even angry about, and I know we try and stay impartial on Big Kick Energy, but oh, listen, you know us too. We're Seagulls fans. We're not impartial, Seagulls! Chelsea 4, Brighton 2. Oh, I mean, here's the thing. There was a brief period where we were one nil up. Yes, it, which again isn't the first time that's happened. Like the one the other week at the Amex where Turland scored in eight minutes. You're like, oh, maybe this is the one. Again, this one. We had a bit of the Rachel Daly syndrome. We're going, oh, maybe this time. Maybe this time. They Chelsea had thirty attempts on the goal. Oh, I mean, that is impressive, isn't it? Bloody hell! But there was, I mean. I think in the first half, Brighton were, they were looking really good. Yeah. yeah. They were looking really, really good. I think Melissa Phillips is doing brilliant things. Yeah. Elizabeth Turland scored again for them. It was great. Again, her fourth goal in the WSL. Yeah. So, you know. Robbo with the assist. Yeah, Robbo. uh, Who I think we're sharing, we've had a little chat with Robbo, which we're going to share next week, I think. Oh, is that Susie's loud mouth going again? Oh, people don't mind, do they? It's something to look forward to. Bring it down into first gear, Susie. No, I'm in third. I know where I am in third. Straight across the roundabout. Hope for the best. We might, maybe, who could possibly say, we might have a chat with Brighton's Katie Robinson. We've, we've got ready we've got, to release at any we've moment. We've got a chat with Katie Robinson. It was lovely. She was great. <sighs> now, let's talk about the fact that last week we chatted yep. about when players are on loan. Um, yes. Now, Nikki Everard... Yeah. Couldn't play. That's that's our, our regular goalkeeper at Brighton. She couldn't play because Chelsea's her parent club. Because she's on loan to us from Chelsea. So her parent club is Chelsea. So when you loan a player, you know, I said like they still like she'll still belong to Chelsea, but she's playing for Brighton. Yeah. So she can play for Brighton against anybody but Chelsea. So if you loan yeah. a player, it's basically been like, yeah, you can have her for this amount of time, but you can't use her against us. Which sort of makes sense. Well, it absolutely makes sense. This is somebody that's been like in the Chelsea dressing room, can basically come in and be like, yeah, this is what they are planning for the season. Uh, this is their right. tactics. Right, of course, I hadn't even thought about it with like being 
privy. But there's definitely that angle of it. I think the wider angle is just we don't want somebody from our club scoring against us. us. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like that maybe had a bit of a a bit of an impact. Yeah. I think I mean if anybody from the FA is listening, do email us as to the specifics of why. But I think it is just cuz it's it's a bit awkward. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, do you reckon she was down at the match? Do you reckon she was sitting on the on the bench? Or do you reckon she was just like, I'll watch this one at home? Yeah, I think I I think you just I don't know what a good analogy would be. Like, is it like your ex's ex? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but if you're a lesbian, your ex's ex is usually your current girlfriend. So if we talk about Bristol City <laughs> You're 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 just not constantly on loan to each other. <laughs> The transfer no. season is a wash. No, Al- Alice has brought me out right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'd love it when you and Alice went like official. Did you do a photo of you like with the shirts? Yeah, signing? we got each other's name on our shirts. She's actually <laughs> on your a wedding day. Now. Delighted to have delighted to have signed a lifetime contract with Alice. Yeah, exactly. Can't wait to get started. You know when you when you sign the register. That's how we did it. I had my hand on her shoulder. Now, Bristol City had a nightmare last week. Oh, yeah. I think it's worth saying that they did really well against Arsenal. Yes, yes. I mean, it was incredible. Of all the fixtures this weekend that you thought were going to be a wipeout, in the nicest possible way, Bristol, I think every Bristol fan approached a game against the Gunners thinking, (laughs) oh, bloody hell, here we we go. This is going to be tough. But then, of course, uh, you know, in fairness, actually, Arsenal didn't have that belter of a start to the season that we expected no not at all but it was still a a a clean win against bristol city should we talk about katie mckay oh yes please oh what a player she is so oh it was like a rocket wasn't it it really was so she like one of the goals she just settled it just for like half a second settled the ball boom in it was she's got some talent yeah 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 you know how you were saying as well about martha thomas of like because she plays for scotland and sometimes it's a very it's we're we're guilty of it as england fans we're very like who are the lionesses and then like don't really expand your horizons that much but katie mccabe is a name that you can't escape it katie mccabe will put herself front and center and she was doing that for ireland in the world cup and it's great to see her doing it for arsenal now absolute lethal on the pitch do you know it's i was at i was doing some tour shows in ireland last weekend and I mentioned to the sound guy, Katie McCabe, I said, oh, God, that young girl that's just come out of Ireland, who's, she's just so incredible. Yeah. And I was saying, like, I've just got yeah. into women's football and like, she's obviously such a big name. And he was like, oh, yeah, she's been down here. We had the place that I was playing used to be like a union for like people that were in different unions. And oh, OK. Like, yeah, sort of like owned by the people, you know, and they had they had like a get together down there. It was something to do with like equal time on the pitch or something to do with that with the the national team i'm sorry if i've got that wrong but all i can say is the soundy and the people that worked at the venue were all like oh yeah she's been down here she's lovely i love mckay which i was like yeah of course she is yeah she yeah she sounds an absolute legend but also i think on the pitch the last word you'd use to describe her is oh she's lovely she is terrifying yes and she she's not afraid to to get a bit spicy either no if she came towards me i'd say just take it yeah, you go after you. <laughs> please, Katie, please. Worth pointing out that Vivian, Vivian Miedemar's back. Uh, 11 months. I was saying Mia Dima for like a, a good whole really? season. Really? Okay, that's good to know. Because you know when I first read Harry Potter, I called her Hermanoid. There's not even a D in it, but baby, that's dyslexia, <laughs> baby. Yeah, 
Sounds like an illness, doesn't it? I'm annoyed. Yeah. No. Mike's dad used to read Mike Harry Potter and always said Hermione. Fair. Or Hermi One, which does make it sound like Obi-Wan Kenobi's sister. But Hermanoid, Suze, what are you doing? That you're just plucking them out of thin air at this, this point. This is dyslexia. No, I thought dyslexia was that you, you just struggled with the letters that did actually exist. Yeah, but sometimes you shove in some new oh. ones. Anyway. Well. <laughs> Miedema was back. She was back, baby. 11 months yeah, absence. That's, what, that's an ACL injury for that's you. That's a long um, time. It's, it's a you know, massive boost for Arsenal. But does that not seem even long for ACL? Well, no, look at it. like Nearly a whole year. Beth Mead, her partner and also obviously Arsenal fellow player, only made a return last week, wasn't it? So they, they were both out for pretty much similar lengths of time. Leah Williamson, like even though we've seen these fantastic clips of her running around, yeah. like coach has still said that like a long way off. Really? Do you think she'll play this season? I hope so. But I think if it is, it's towards the end of the season and it'll be intermittent minutes, surely. There's no, I, I can't see a, a full 90 happening anytime soon. And ACL, it's it's an absolute blooming nightmare. Um, how much do you think someone like Leah Williamson, I know you can't speak about her specifically, but when looking at like coming back, how much do you think they're thinking about like, well, I need to be able to play this many games for Arsenal, but then what about like the Olympics and then thinking about the Euros? That's what's so frustrating is like, yeah, you're going to have to obviously think within the realms of your club, I guess, first and foremost, but every athlete surely thinks long term yeah. as well. And with with tournaments being sort of annual events or sometimes even for every four yes. years you never know if that's suddenly been like oh god do I, will I have another one you know yeah it's it's mad like in, in the men's game Brazilian footballer Neymar yeah. he's just done his ACL and you're like well that's massive really in terms of his long-term plans because he's so, I think he's like 30 odd or something oh god really old so you're like well, that could <laughs> yeah it could write you off but great to see Miedemar back. Great to see Beth Mead yes. continuing to be introduced from yes. the bench. I feel like always it's great to talk about record attendances. But often when we do this, the record attendances, it is a game yes. at the yes, Emirates or something. Um, one of the biggies, yeah. Yeah, but it's great to see a crowd side of 12,008, which has set a record for Bristol City's women's team. Absolutely fantastic. Big, big round of applause to all the fans that went to that game. Do let us know if you were there as well. Yes, we're keen um, to get audio clips. Now, we have one of our audio clips go. We had a bit of a viral moment yesterday, didn't oh. we? Oh, but it's so lovely. It was lovely in the studio. But do you know what was so nice was, was yes. reading the comments of people who'd watched the clip from Tilly being sent in. And they also, like, it also made me realise that I wasn't, I, I was like, oh God, am I, am I too much of a How premenstrual am I? I'm up. crying. But I think people sat from the... <laughs> An audio clip. Yeah. I think people like sat at home were also welling up at Tilly's fantastic voice notes. And we also had our friend, Annie Rath get in touch. And this week, we've got a brilliant clip to share with you. Friends. This is so good. Friends of the show and two fantastic actresses, Laura Checkley and Gabby French. Dear, dear friends of mine both Chelsea fans no one's perfect <laughs> here's a clip they sent us uh, moments after the match so yes 
Chelsea! Yeah, we won 4-2 today. It was our first match watching the, the girls live um, at King's Meadow. And oh, we went to Stanford Bridge a few weeks ago and it was an amazing atmosphere. But being that close at King's Meadow, because I think it's like 4,000 To the Lionesses, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and you're just so up, uh, you're just so close and you can just see them hustle and it's like really exciting. Brighton all over us first half, fully deserved that first goal. Um, great on the attack. We clawed one back before half time. Why did you miss it, Law? I was putting vinegar on my chips. And then Gutted. We right back into it in the second half. Four, no, three goals in the second half, weren't he? Yeah, Ruskin scored a hat trick. She had a, a stormer, Six absolute stormer. stormer. Then Aggie Beaver Jones right on from the bench, straight in the net. Yeah. 4 2 to the girls. I thought it was a bit unfortunate for Brighton actually because they had a brilliant first half and the keeper was playing excellent. She kept them in the game for the first half, but it just wasn't meant to be for the girls in the second half because Chelsea! 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 Chelsea won. Um, we've also learned a new. Um, uh, what would you call it? A chant, a new chant, uh, which we'll send you as well. Um, but I would encourage everyone to get down to Kings Meadow, come and support the girls, get up close and personal because it was so exciting. Great atmosphere on the stands. Do it! Yay! Just Thank you, Laura and Gabs, for sending that in. Absolutely perfect. And you can send in your clips to us. We really, really want to hear from you. We're loving this little feature of the pod where we share our listeners' experiences. And if you've got a child, if you're a very young person that would like to be one of our junior correspondents and send in their thoughts, they are very, very welcome indeed. The email is bigkickenergypod at gmail.com. Other news, our dear friends at Lewis won again. Yes. Go on, Lewis. Beating Enfield 4-0. Fantastic. Yes, 4-0. And Scottish Women's Premier League Rangers went to the top with a 2-1 win over Celtic. Our friend Susie McCabe, I imagine, quite gutted mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. I think Sorry, so. Sorry, yeah. uh, Historic news for the Seagulls. The local council has backed the idea of building a stadium for the women's team in Brighton, Suze. We no yes, longer have to take yes. a train to Three Bridges and then a little taxi down the road. Yes, that would be um, amazing. And no local authority has ever supported building a football stadium just for the women's use. So that is amazing. And of course it's happening in Brighton. Of course. Our wonderful hometown. Um, do you want to hear something quite funny that happened this week? Yes, please. <laughs> so Alice and I were in the car. Alice is my wife. And she's also got very into the football as well. And a woman yeah. walked past us wearing a Brighton and Hove scarf. And Alice just went, Seagulls! And the woman looked at Alice and then took out her headphones and was like, did you say oh. something? And oh, then no. Alice just and Alice just put her thumb up. And then the woman obviously thought, oh, I don't recognise this person. So she just put her thumb up back at Alice. Then Alice sort of looked like she melted into the chair. She just sort of went, Bleh. you know, like when Alex Max used to melt down a drain pipe. That's what Alice looked like. Oh, like, wow, now I've had I really thought as well, like, it might be like, sorry, what did you say? And Alice having to go, um, I, I said... I said seagulls. Seagulls. It was, it was, it was, it was a little bit embarrassing for Alice, but she's getting in the spirit, and that's what's important. I love that. More of that, please. There was a great interview with Mary Queen of Stops, Mary Earps, in the Guardian this weekend. A oh, deep yeah. dive chat with her, which was really brilliant to see her getting the kind of coverage. Yeah, definitely. In, you know, in the weekend papers. She says that after a game, she winds down with a bath, lighting some huge candles and watching her favourite movies or some reality TV. Oh. How do you wind down after a gig? Do you have big candles? 
We've got big candles. I'm not a fan of a bath, Sue. So I get quite stressed in a bath. Is it because you're you've got long limbs like a spider? Do you worry you're not going to get out? Yeah. First of all, I'm too I'm too long for the bath. So I just sort of am lying down, but with my knees up, like <laughs> very very high. And then I get really annoyed because it's either it's not hot enough or, and Mike tells me off for this, I put it so hot that I'm literally having to like sit on the side for about half an hour listening to a podcast before it's even appropriate to like dip. You know, once in. you've made it really hot, you can just put some cold in to make that whole thing happen quite a lot quicker. Yeah, but then I put too much cold in. And honestly, it's just such a long thing. It actually stresses me out more. Like I get I get more <laughs> annoyed about it. I'd rather have a lovely shower, like sing sing in the shower, quite like that. Have a little sing in the shower. Oh, what sort of songs are you singing? Really, really cool current current songs. Like um, what? Uh, just, Is it Girls Aloud? General chart music. Yeah, they're still in the charts, aren't they? Sugar yeah. Babes are back. They're current. Yeah, they are. And, and, and they've got the original lineup. Yeah. So now they have to make their way through all the other lineup. So we've got sugar babes for years now. I go full. I go full muttier in the shower, <laughs> um, and then it's more about like having a lie down on the sofa. Then I'll then I'll have the big candles, and I, I, I listen. I love a bit of reality TV, Suze. Yeah, I you do. like it, don't you? You love a bit of trash. I like those, like you know, those love is blind or yes. married at first sight. Anyone where like someone could legitimately end up throwing a glass of wine over someone else. That's what I love. Oh, you'd love a night out in Portsmouth. We must organise that. We simply must. How do you wind down? Well, after a gig. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You don't strike me as a big candles person in the nicest possible way, Susie. I wouldn't trust you with big candles. No, and, and I shouldn't be trusted with big candles. I am far no. too clumsy. We do have some big ones in the lounge, but it's very much an Alice job. It wouldn't be something I'd be doing by myself. You're not allowed to touch the candles, are you? There's so many things I'm not allowed to touch in this house. <laughs> I'm so cack-handed. I'm so clumsy, honestly. Honestly, like the, I, I genuinely think if you and I were driving back from a gig and you were like, oh, I can't wait tonight. I'm going to have a bath and put some big candles in. I would be texting Alice going, Susie's planning big keep candles, an eye. you just keep an eye out. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Once, so, once I was, I had like just moved into like a shared student flat and I was like, oh, I'll go to Ikea and get like some basics. So I went and bought like, you know, you get your basics, like you get like a box with like four plates in it, four side plates, four bowls. Yeah, 100%. And then I yeah. bought six tumblers that I was like, tumblers, water, Coca-Cola, wine you can do anything with a tumbler can't you you know where you are with a tumbler and then i bought yep. one of those blue bags that you pop over your shoulder yes of course the infamous blue bag and then what happened is that i was getting out of my car so i am so skint at this point in my life i'm working all weekend and i'm at drama school all week i was so skint but i'd gone and bought these bits for my new flat share and then i had the bag on my shoulder and then I dropped something, like my wallet, onto the floor. So I leant forward oh. to pick it up. And as I did that, the six glasses just shot over my shoulder. <laughs> All six of them. Didn't even have one. Didn't even have one. All six. Not, All not six. one got out alive. No, no, no. Not one, got, not one got back safe to the cupboard. Did you have a little cry in the street? Of course, well, no, I probably wait. I probably would have had to laugh it off in the street. And then when I got in, I would have been like, you're so stupid, Susie. You're so stupid. <laughs> you know, one of those. One of those. Yeah, one, you of, know, one those. of those. Yeah. Um... Uh, well, hopefully Mary Earps could be trusted with the huge candles and having a bath. I feel like she's like she, she's dealt with higher pressure. She's got a safe pair of hands. I think we've said it before, but she really does. Yeah, um, yeah. We've also had some world news from the women's game, haven't we, Maze? Yes, the Jamaica team our beloved reggae girls yes they've withdrawn from gold cup qualifiers amid ongoing issues uh, with, with the jamaican football federation the players say that they've not received full pay 
for their World Cup performances, which, may I remind you, Susie, they reached the knockout stages for the first time. No, they really well. So it wasn't like they underperformed. They did an absolute belter at that tip. Like, everybody was behind the reggae girls. But they say they've not received full pay for their performances or their bonuses for qualifying. The reggae girls also say that they only found out they had a new head coach on social media. Yeah. Like... Come on. Put a big group text out in the in the WhatsApp chat beforehand, surely. It's just another example of how not to do football on such a massive scale. Like these are these are not big asks that, that these women's teams are, are asking to forming in this tournament. And like listen, if you're going to have your team represent you, they they've crowdfunded themselves here. You know, they've not asked a lot. Yes. They're just asking for what you have promised them. And it's it's happening across the board. You know, we we had our players not happy. Jamaica have got it with the Jamaican Football Federation. And Nigeria as well. Yeah. Yeah, Nigeria. The Women's World Cup players claim that they haven't received full daily camp wages or match bonuses from the Nigerian Football Federation. It's a real problem, Suze, in the game. And players allegedly speak out anonymously for fear of being blocked from the squad. And I think this is a huge problem is you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah. Obviously, you should. this is something that you should be comfortable to come out and say and go, hang on, I, I, I still haven't been paid for my job. Yeah. It's not a controversial thing to say. Even look at what happened with Spain. I know it's a, a different complaint, but... It's still something that's that's something that a player should feel absolutely comfortable to say. And they're not. They're having to do these huge group walkouts, basically. We've said it before on the podcast, but players are asking for the basic things, which are respect and equality. And it's, if you don't have that, wh- where are we? It's yeah. not a big ask. When they're representing their country. I mean, it's... It's the bare minimum. <laughs> Let's get uh, back to positive tones. Should we have some emails? Yes, let's. Now, we've got an email about Mary Epps. Now, on the last show, we asked if any of you had had any embarrassing encounters lionessing. Oh, yes. It turns out that uh, we aren't the only ones. Um, Also, I think lionessing should be entered into the Oxford English Dictionary. Oh, absolutely. For um... frequenting with a lioness meeting a lioness but also fangirling like if you've if you've yes. met a lioness and you've gone and and managed to maintain a, some sort of sense of normality and kept your head screwed on i think you've met a lioness if you've been lionessing yes yes i agree if you've been lionessing you've encountered somebody and and, and you've you've gone a bit weird you've gone a bit weird <laughs> so hannah jordan said that she elbowed her kids out of the way love it to, to meet mary Earps, mary queen of stops of course but and she had to deal with some tears afterwards 100% worth it, though. Absolutely worth, worth the, the tears of your children afterwards if you've elbowed them out of the way. <laughs> um, now, Nancy Appleby took a picture with the England and Chelsea legend, Kate Chapman. Her arm was around my shoulder, she said, and my instinct was to just hold her hand like she was my best friend. And then I realised what I'd done and I immediately let go. I was cringing inside. Wait, so so the hand is round her shoulder and then what has she gone up to hold the hold hand her... whilst it's on your shoulder? Yes, like a best friend pose. Oh, I would say that's that's quite close for best friends. I would say that's a couple's pose. Next time I see you, I'm going to do that to you. This is quite an American thing, I yes. think. But you know, like when couples get engaged and then they get engagement photos. It's that sort of energy. I feel like it's that sort of pose, like that's done by, <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're, they're by a tree trunk posing like that. 
on a winter's day. Oh, Nancy, <laughs> you've had a shocker there. I reckon Katie Chapman's still still thinking about it. No offense. I, I think if you think you're thinking about it a lot, Nancy, <laughs> Katie Chapman is still going around place going, and then she grabbed my hand. Uh Sam says, like Susie, she's new to football and supports Leicester City, but at the weekend, in the presence of some lionesses, she yelped when Chloe Kelly scored for Man City. I think that's fine. Oh, I think that's absolutely fine, Sam. Don't worry. A yelp when Chloe Kelly scores, that's just thats just par for the course of being a, a football fan, I think. We've got an email here from Olivia that says, Hello there, Pacey and Goosey. Two months ago, if you told me I'll be spending my time listening to a podcast about the WSL and it was the highlight of my week, I would have genuinely thought the only possible explanation would have been that I've been knocked over the head with a frying pan. But here we are. My question is this, on game days, and I also don't know this, so I'm, I'm interested in your response, Maze. On game days, how do they find out who will be in the starting 11? Like, do they find out the day before from the manager or is it on game day? Do they get an email? Or, Olivia asks, is it like when you're at school waiting to find out if you've been cast in the school play and it gets pinned up to a notice board? Or like, like cheerleaders in movies, that's what I'm thinking. Have you made the squad? I love that. If that it's pinned thing. upon a notice board and all the players rush to the wall trying to see their name <laughs> and then also fuming with the position they've been given because it's not a big enough part. <laughs> there's no small parts, there's any small actors. Put, running their finger down the down the notice and they go, left back, are you for real? <laughs> I think, Suze, it's on the day. I mean, maybe it's the day before. I, I, I'm not sure, but I think it's on the day. And I think it's said to them in the squad changing rooms of like, right, so this is this is who we're going to start with. I don't think these egos exist as much in the women's game. But I think if you're going to name your starting 11 the night before, you, you then run the risk of having some players who are fuming that they've not made starting 11. They're at the start of the game warming up with everybody else. I think that's what's so good is when the players all arrive, they're all playing, hoping to be 90 minutes, starting 11. When you see them come out and do their warm-ups at the start, I think maybe they might have been told by then, but certainly... Listen, Susie, I can only speak from a personal experience. I know that when Seagulls play, Coach Harvo tells us on the oh, day Jesus, what the starting 11 is. But I, I think I think that is how it's done. That will have been informed by how you think the other team is going to start. Do you remember in the World Cup when we were like, oh, Australia won't say if Sam Kerr isn't available because then that will change how you do yes. your starting 11? So there'll be stuff like yes. that where you're like, we're just not going to say it until the last minute in case we find out any new information and we're going to switch this person around here. But basically, I think they gather them all in the in the changing rooms and they're like, right, we're going to do this formation. I want you, Susie, playing in this position. I want you to be playing that role. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'll be there. If that goes wrong, we will make some changes at half time or we can switch it up. But I, I think it's basically down to the wire. I don't think it's like X Factor or, or Strictly where they know what dance they're doing a week in advance. You know, with the formation, say you've got 4-4-2 or 3-4-3. Yeah. Now, if you've got your formation, is that something that you could change before half time? Yeah. So would you, how would that happen? Would the manager go, we need to change the formation here? Yeah. So if you've got a 3-4-3, three, three, mm-hmm. yeah, which means three defenders, four in the midfield yeah. and three up yeah. front. And you've been letting in a load of goals and you go, oh God, we're, we're going to need a stronger defensive back we line. Need four at the so back. we're going to go 4-4-2. Four, four, so Susie, you're going to move from midfield and start playing in a defensive position now. 
or we're going to sub Susie off and put on a defender. But how how will the team know? Will the manager say that to the captain and then the captain will hustle everyone? Yeah, like, you know, sometimes you can see if it's gone out for a throw-in or something, you can see them go to get the ball and the manager will be shouting something at them. Or if there's a, a better example is like if there's an injury, whilst that person's getting a bit of tech, like they'll call the nearest player over to them for a drink. And that person will be having a drink and the manager will be like, you need to move over this way. Or, I mean, it's not even like something as dramatic as changing the formation, but sometimes it'll be calling over the nearest player and going, tell Susie she needs to watch that player. She's not watching that player. Or tell Susie she's too far forward. Right. Tell Susie she needs to stop saying, no, please, you first to Katie McCabe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So there's definitely ways you can communicate. Do you remember Russo in the Euros? There was that great moment where, I think it it was in the final, I'm sure, where the German manager had given a piece of paper to the German player to like sort of look at a, a formation change. And Russo just went up right behind it and was reading it over a shoulder. I think the German player just assumed it was a teammate that had come to join in. Yeah. Russo was just there reading it away. But also, I wonder if it was like figures of where people should be or whether it was in German. Yeah, I don't know. Imagine? Oh my God, I, I hadn't even thought about that. I just assumed it was a diagram. But what if it is just a message in German? And Russo's there reading it all going, oh, uh, I can only now, say, do you know where the cinema is? Yeah, exactly. Now we've had some, uh, we've got some grassroots shout outs. We'd like to keep our, our hand in with the grassroots teams. This week, we'd like to shout out Haunchwood Hornets FC, a club based in Nuneaton. And they are ah. playing in the Leicestershire Girls league Watchwood Hornets FC I like the name club chairman Colin started the club with two or three players attending five years on they've got seven teams across different age groups with some going on to play for Aston Villa bloody hell oh I love it they've got a club motto Suze uh the club motto a club motto yeah uh, their club motto is we only do positive I love that I love that and if you'd like to play for them or sponsor them, you can reach out at hauntwoodsportsfc.co.uk. 50 Cent, are you listening? Get involved. What would your club motto be? If you were going to do a Ryan Reynolds and like buy a club, your club would absolutely have a motto, wouldn't it? Yes, of course it would. I mean, it'd be spelt wrong, but... <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I think mine would be... Yours would be only do possessive, but it was meant to say positive. <laughs> And it sounds problematic. Yeah. No, I think mine would be, oh, give it a go. That's all right. Don't worry. I'll give it a go. Look, I'm not saying. I like that. It's very on brand. Pacey FC. Oh, give it a go. Give it a go. Question mark. You're doing your best. Question mark. Now, talking of our own football teams, how's your fantasy team doing? Literally, if it weren't for Rachel Daly, I, I, I think I'd be, I'd be sorely in relegation mode. Oh, really? It's not, it's not looking good. Yeah, I, I, I need. I think I need a switch up. I think I need a switch up. Yeah, ah, oh, that's a shame. I don't for know you. why I've got why as, as a Tottenham player. I don't know why I've got Beth England and not Martha Thomas. Like it's it's ridiculous. But um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm, oh, I did have Sam Kerr and she got two assists against Brighton. I'm, I'm doing quite well. Yeah? Who's doing the legwork for you? Well, the thing is, mate, my team, they are so good. <laughs> well, I've got Kate McCabe. I've got Chloe Kelly. I've got Sam oh, Kerr. Of course. Of course. I forgot you had McCabe. And I've got Bright and Carter for Chelsea. 
Uh, Jill Ward's looking good at, at Man City. Yeah, that's true. As does City defender Leia Alexandri. Uh, she would have earned you a massive 31 points if you had her in your team. So Defo City is the team to be going with. Yes, I'd say so. I'm I'm currently at 178th and I don't mind that for me. I, I actually don't even know where I'm at, but it's Defo further down. Uh, there are, of course, no WSL fixtures this weekend due to the international break for the UEFA Women's Nations League. What is the Nations League, you ask? What is that? Yes, I was literally asking it right now. The Women's Nations League involves teams competing in different groups. Group stages like you've had from the World Cup, like that. Teams aim to win their groups and advance to the finals with promotion and relegation as part of the competition. The leagues will be used for the European qualifiers leading to UEFA Women's Euro 2025. Right. And the two teams that make it to the final of the Nations League will also qualify for the 2024 Women's Olympic Football Tournament alongside the host, France. So lots to play for. There really is. But first of all, but other teams will be able to qualify for the Olympics because otherwise that's just three teams. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but just... they'll, they'll all have their own little qualifying ways going on. Sure. Okay, fine. So the next one is England versus Belgium, which is Friday, 7.45pm. It's a sold-out event, which is absolutely fantastic. Lionesses are currently in third place in their Nations League Group A. They beat Scotland, but they lost 2-1 in that last game against the Netherlands. Frustrating game, that that one, wasn't it, Suze? It really was, Um, yeah. But they've won five times and drawn once in previous meetings with Belgium, and they're playing them again on the 31st. Serena's squad, she's named some newbies. Yes, she has. Grace Clinton, who's Man United midfielder, Grace Clinton, who's on loan at Tottenham, and Man City's keeper, who had a great game this week. She had a belter, didn't she? She had a belter. Kiara Keating, she has also been called up for the first time. Did you see on their Instagrams when they... It's so lovely when you see... Obviously, it's sad because it means other people don't make the team. But when new people get called up, it's always so lovely to watch so them lovely. Sort of say, I'm so proud to get my first call up for the senior team. Because most of them have done the under-21s, haven't they? Of course, yeah. Most of them have played yeah. for England already. Um, Grace said, I actually missed a couple of calls earlier in the day. And then she called me on WhatsApp so I could see her profile picture before I answered. Oh. And I was like, no way! So that's amazing. Do you you know what, though? I think that's that's the way you want it, isn't it? You want it on WhatsApp because imagine getting an unknown number and you You just just assume it's a cold call and then it's Serena Viegman offering you your dream. Worth noting as well that Fran Kirby, who missed the World Cup because of a knee operation, and Kira Walsh, who came off in that match against Denmark in the World Cup, they are both back fit and healthy and back in the squad. So that's great to see. So we've got a great team and I'm very excited to watch that game on Friday. Um, Just a quick one on on Kira Walsh, Suze. A new girls football programme called the Kira Walsh Rochdale Girls Development Centre has come to fruition, which aims to provide a pathway for young girls from the local community, regardless of their background, to reach the England women's team. Oh, that's amazing. Um, It's a fantastic initiative. We've spoken loads about, you know, ridiculous funding levels in, in, in the game. So it, it's, a, it's a massive thing. The programme begins with the EFL Trust Female Talent Inclusion Day at Haywood Sports Village on Friday, October the 27th. Uh, and those who show promise will be invited to the weekly KW4 Rochdale Development Centre sessions and receive higher level coaching and training. And those selected will also get a free Nike training kit and jacket provided by Kira and equipment for the sessions. Oh, that's so How lovely great. is that? What a legend Kira Walsh is. Absolute legend. That's it. It's doing that whole be the change 100%. you want to see, isn't it? It's absolutely fantastic. 100%. 
Other noteworthy matches, by the way, there's Netherlands versus Scotland, there's Denmark versus Wales, and Italy versus the World Cup champions, Spain. But we will be cheering on our lionesses. We will be lionessing hard. We will indeed. Any predictions, Maisie? Predictions for us against Belgium. Uh, Belgium. I'm I'm going I'm going hard. I'm going three one. Oh, I was going to say two one. We'll see where we are this time next week. Yeah, I think we I think we've got this in the bag, Sue. I think we do. I think we've got this in the bag. Uh, you and I, we bought some tickets. We did indeed. We're going to the Netherlands game. Wembley on the 1st of December. Limited tickets left when we bought our tickets. So yes. if you haven't yet, get on that. It's going to be an unreal atmosphere. And we'll be looking out for fellow Big Kick Energy listeners there. Yes, we will. We will. Maybe we'll do some sort of meet up beforehand. Yeah, defo. We've still got that flag, I reckon, from the World Cup that says Pacey and Goosey on it. Yes. So look out for the Pacey and Goosey that. flag. We should get that on the back of our shirts. Yeah, we should. Oh, yeah, we should. Okay, let's do that. As always, we love to hear from you. Thank you so many people that got in touch with the correspondence. It really it means the world to us. Please email us at bigkickenergypod at gmail.com. We want correspondence. We want junior correspondence. We want people going to their first matches. We want legends of the game who have been watching it for years. We want your thoughts. Also, you can find us on Instagram. It's at bigkickenergypod. And of course, if you didn't see, if you didn't hear last week's episode, I highly recommend you go over to our Instagram page to hear um, our junior correspondent, Tilly, who's clearly been the the star of Big Kick Energy so far. Oh, you'll set me off again. <laughs> Please share, like, tell your mates, get it in your WhatsApp groups. Uh, we want as many people as possible to hear this podcast so that we can keep making it. Um, okay, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah.